All right, so big news today on the SEC, what's been happening possibly with the Kraken front, but really what is the underlying effect on how the SEC may be approaching some of these exchanges. We're going to dive into that deep. This may have a very wide implications into the crypto market, uh, so we'll get, we'll get into it for you guys. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back to the Tech Path. Um, I want to start off with the first thing, just to frame up what's happening with the SEC. Um, and when you look at where the SEC is going right now, you know, obviously we've seen the scenario on... Um, on Ledger, or excuse me, <laughs> on uh, Ripple. Yeah, thank you. The guys are sending me uh, cues here. Okay, you know, you get about five different things here going. So anyway, yes. Uh, before we get started, of course, we want to talk about our sponsor. <laughs> Sometimes we forget those things. Anyway, we're not going to forget this. This is Ledger. Of course, you guys, if you're looking at, at self-custody, and I think maybe after this video, you might be, uh, make sure and check out Ledger. Uh, take a look at their stacks. But if you don't want to wait for this one to be released, jump into the Ledger Nano. Uh, they've got a ton of great devices over there, so just make sure and use our link below. It does help the channel out. All right, so back to my point, is that there's a lot happening with the SEC. Obviously, the, the Ripple case has been kind of on the forefront. However, there's also uh, a scenario that's happening with Kraken that is a lawsuit around selling unregistered securities. Now, there is a closed door meeting coming up here at uh, in about 20 minutes, uh, Eastern time, two o'clock. From that meeting, we may see a settlement come out of that, which could indicate some very intriguing steps. So I want to paint this picture for you guys and what this may mean for crypto as a whole. I want to jump over here to a clip that was done uh, a little bit ago. And uh, basically, they were asking some questions for Gary Gensler, but listen in on this. Currencies, it seems, since 2013. And we've seen them implement bans on mining, initial coin offerings, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges and their most recent move an outright ban on cryptocurrencies themselves so uh, chairman do you support what china has done and is the sec planning on implementing similar bans um, i'm familiar with a number of the things that you mentioned in terms of the people's republic of china i think our uh, uh approach is is really quite different uh, and uh it's a matter of how do we get this field within the investor and consumer protection that we have and also working with bank regulators and, and others. Uh, uh, how do we ensure that the Treasury Department has it within any money laundering, the tax compliance, and of course, the financial stability issues that stable coins could raise as well. But no bans that you're interested in implementing via the SEC, uh, as uh, China has done, really to funnel everyone through uh, their own digital currency. No, I, I mean, I, that would be up to Congress. I mean, what, we, what we're really working with, with uh, the, the authorities you've given us, and I've said this, I think that, that many of these tokens uh, uh, it's based on the facts and circumstances, but many of these tokens do meet the tests of uh, being an investment contract or a note or some other form of, of security that we bring them within the investor protection uh, remit of the SEC. All right, so, so this, is, uh, this is a scenario that's played out um, for quite some time in this uh, particular uh, clip was from about a year ago. So it was a, a direct. Now, when you look at the things that the SEC has continued to do throughout um, not only 
leading up to today, but what we'll most likely see as we go further into um, the playout for where the SEC's overall strategy is going. This, I think, is maybe an interesting first step for the SEC is to kind of get you off guard and then begin these processes to initiate these kinds of clampdowns. And this is, you know, it's kind of the boiling the toad mechanism. You know, you put a toad in a boiling pot, they don't move around until water gets hot and then they're dead. Uh, That's kind of the concept. Uh, This is the article that basically all of this started started triggering through what's happening today. So this is crypto exchange Kraken in hot water with the SEC over alleged securities violation. Uh, There's a few things in here that we'll, you know, pull quote to. Um, Whether they offered securities uh, is is still now this, all of this has been going on. So it's a very advanced stage. Likelihood is going to see a settlement maybe or some sort of scenario coming out of today's uh, meeting. Uh, The source uh, stated that the settlement could be eminent. It remains unclear which digital assets the probe relates to. Our theory is this is really going into staking and where Ethereum is going, possibly into a handful of other um, on-risk assets that could be maybe on the fringe, possibly. Uh, and then according to Bloomberg, the outcome of the probe with any potential uh, t- actions taken on Kraken could have significant ramifications on crypto. Uh, it's believed that any settlement in the case could put pressure on the companies to also make deals with the SEC. So this most likely will continue to uh, pressure uh, not only just Kraken, but many of the other U.S. exchanges that really are going to uh, kind of be faced with something potentially here uh, that's going to be right at the beginning of what could be steps going toward a direction towards some sort of staking ban. We'll see how this goes. This was Eleanor Terrett's uh, tweet, tweet, and uh, she, she basically said the same thing. You know, we got this 2 o'clock thing. Here's where we're probably going to see the scenario play out, and that's most likely going to be in some sort of settlement. Obviously, we know this has been going on for some time. It's now coming to a head. So there may be an announcement here this afternoon, probably around 2, 3 o'clock, that could lean into what is the framework going forward. Here's Brian Armstrong, uh, CEO of Coinbase. I'm going to zoom in on this for you guys. We're hearing rumors that the SEC would likely get rid of crypto staking in the U.S. for retail customers. I hope it's not the case because I believe it would be a terrible path for the U.S. if that was allowed. He goes on in the tweet thread, you know, it's an important innovation in crypto. Uh, staking brings many positive improvements. Uh, it's not a security. Here's the pri- uh, you know, the primer for it if you go read this, uh, this particular uh, blog post. It, it really goes into a detail of it. I'll show you some stuff from that in a second. Uh, and then we want to make sure that new tech is encouraged to grow in the U.S., This is the thing that I've often said is that when we stifle innovation and technology is that essentially we get all of these things happening offshore. And his number five was regulation by enforcement doesn't work and encourage companies to basically operate offshore. That's what happened to FTX, hence what we have right now with FTX. And then hopefully we can work together to publish a clear rule for the industry and again, preserving uh, innovation and also national security interests here in the U.S. Um, So... Lots happening around this, for sure. So let me give you a couple more uh, tweets in here on this. Yeah. All right. So here was just some references. Here was, uh, of course, coming in on Ethereum staking is problematic. You know, people have, you know, very, and then, of course, there's uh, IOHK coming in on this. Um, the The point is, is that we could be facing a lot around where staking's future lies. And as, as you guys know, mo- know, most of the staking that occurs right now on 
Coinbase is mostly institutional capital. So this could be the scenario where it's simply just taking away deposits from traditional banks. This is sometimes, if you just follow the money, what could be the indicator here that's really heating up the SEC. Uh, and if you look at this post right here, this was what Brian Armstrong was referencing. You know, just on the new staking model does not make ETH a security. He goes into, you know, the proof of stake consensus mechanism uh, that works into it. Um, some of the security pro, uh, primer, and then here's the Howie uh, test, which staking as a validator meets the Howie test because of the validator. One is not investment money by locking up 32 ETH to stake. Uh, two, in the common enterprise, comprised of various properties, participation of validation process. And three, the expectation of receiving profits in the form of staking rewards. And then four, that are derived from the efforts of other validators or other par uh, par parties or participants. So, yes, it does pass the Howie test. The question will be, does how does the SEC see this? Because we're still talking about kind of blue sky in the, in the point of we don't have regulatory guidelines on these. We are talking about a lot of scenarios that play out right now that are 20, 30, 40-year-old regulatory guidance that the SEC is going by. And uh, that is really the problem. And I think as we look into this further, uh, you know, some of the things that, you know, we continue to see. This was an interesting point right here by Wall Street Apes. Uh, this was back in January. And he was basically saying that, you know, the SEC and Gensler are part of the most evil satanic cr criminal organization on the planet. They facilitate theft of hardworking public. Uh, and it's basically just an, an issue of this whole scenario around naked shorting. This gets back to my point of there are so many other bad things happening within securities law that the SEC can control and, and should control, but yet are not. And that's the scenario that I think shows that there's an agenda afoot. And when you look at an agenda being afoot, I want to showcase um, this post right here. This is from Nick Carter. It's on his uh, Substack. But you notice here, it says, uh, getting into trickle flow of flood, U.S. government is using the banking sector uh, to organize sophisticated widespread crackdown against crypto industry. This, if you look at the alignment here with what's happening with the Biden administration now executing a coordinated plan, could span across a variety of agencies. And then if you look on the line list here, now, this looks like our video roster, literally a playlist from what we've been reporting on. So December 6th, this was uh, Elizabeth Warren and John Kennedy um, send a letter to crypto-friendly bank Silvergate. We've reported on that. Signature also, among the most active banks in crypto, announces its intent to have deposits uh, ascribed to clients. The Fed and the FDIC and the OOC or the OCC uh, released a joint statement on the risk of banks in engaging with crypto, so they're trying to influence. Then you had Metropolitan Commercial Bank uh, basically, it did a, a total shutdown. Silvergate is, you know, rocked up on their stock price. And then you had the Federal Reserve denying crypto bank custodia uh, a two-year application to become a member of the Federal Reserve uh, system. So more push out. Uh, then they also issued the policy statement on discouraging banks from holding crypto assets or issues. We reported on that. Uh, the DOJ's fraud unit now announcing an investigation in Silvergate. We reported on that. Binance suspending USD bank transfers. All this sounds really bad, but the point is, is that these are accumulative things that have been playing out in what appears to be a, um, a controlled attack. And if you follow what's happening in the CBDC space, where the potential of central banks will be in terms of controlling a digital dollar and what the Fed coin might look like, all of these things have to be in play. 
The problem is that the United States could be losing a huge opportunity here in terms of massive innovation in blockchain and obviously with smart contracts, especially around ETH and what that uh, means. In summary, the banks taking deposits from crypto, crypto clients, issuing stable coins, engaging in crypto custody, or seeking uh, to hold crypto as a principle uh, have faced nothing short of an onslaught from regulators over the last few, uh, really over the last couple of months. So this to me is a orchestrated attack. Uh, we'll see how this plays out uh, going forward. The key here is, is that, I, I mean, because there's two arguments here. You've got one argument is that this is going to uh, potentially set back crypto adoption in a big way if staking is removed from the United States. If it is in fact removed, what will happen to the institutional capital? What kind of you know hoops will they have to go through to go into staking through DeFi? And many of them may not necessarily want to go there. And then again, you also look at the next bull run and the kind of people that are going to be jumping into crypto for the first time. A lot of those people came in on the last bull run because of staking. What we saw with, and I, you know, I hate to say the words Celsius, Voyager, and others, Gemini, many were offering these just ridiculous uh, rates. Now, sometimes those are just too good to be true. Now it's come back down to a more normalized scenario. But the point being is that um, even though all of that is happening, you still have this, and that's financial institutions are still betting on crypto even after a bad 2022. And we just reported on Fidelity, Bloomberg, all of these major institutional capital plays that are basically looking at the data, looking at the trends in finance, and then looking at the shift in the global uh, breakup or breakdown of where investment is going to come from. And what I mean there is Gen Z, millennials, etc. That's the argument I have is that most of the people that would be investing in crypto that might go to DeFi will most likely fall under a different demographic than people who are going to say, let's take the safe route. I'm just looking at holding Bitcoin or Ethereum and using the volatility of that. Maybe I do something uh, with altcoins. And uh, I think that's going to be the, the breaker here is that you're going to see innovation occur offshore. You're going to see Gen Z, Millennial figure out ways and there's going to be solutions that of course are going to make it easier to onboard into DeFi, going to make it slicker, going to make it more efficient. The only problem is if the SEC or Congress come in and say, hey, listen, you can't put, uh, by the way, Google, you can't have these, uh, you know, these MetaMask browser extensions. You can't have these kinds of tool sets that allow people to do this. How does that change the whole ecosystem? Maybe they go to Apple. And, all, and to Google for Android uh, and the Google App Store. Let's remove these apps off, off of those systems. That could make for a very challenging ecosystem. Now, again, I think there'd be a lot of pushback um, because of the fact that we'll be looking at innovation stifling scenarios that could literally put the United States in a very, very uh, bad situation. Don't forget to hit the like button if you like these kind of breakdowns uh, when we go into these deep dives, because right now we may be setting on something that could happen this afternoon that could create an absolute whirlwind around a lot of things uh, rolling out, especially with ETH. And look at the timing here, guys. The timing is right up against the potential of massive unlock uh, of staking. What we'll see with more and more um, you know, people really understanding how Lido, Rockapool, all those kinds of staking pools work. Could we see a big uh, influx of new staking institutional capital obviously already playing in this? It really just paints a very interesting picture. It almost looks as if 
uh, the SEC is, hey, what's the Achilles heel of Ethereum right now would probably be staking. And how can we take that out of the equation and put a lot of pressure on ETH? Could that be the ETH killer component coming from the SEC? That's the thing that I think some people are uh, potentially looking at. Further into this, at least on the good side, is that USA, uh, U.S. Bank uh, BNY Mellon uh, says digital assets are here to stay. Obviously, we agree with that. But I think the, the scenario that plays out in this is that major banks are trying to figure out, is there still an opportunity here? Now, they also could be doing kind of a, you know, a little bit of whack-a-mole, meaning I want to look like I'm you know, virtue signaling to the next generation investing audience that I'm in on this and then waiting for some sort of pseudo-regulation that potentially pushes them out and say, oh, hey, listen, we couldn't do it because of whatever. So, but anyway, uh, Demasi, who is their head of digital assets, uh, basically said, we're adamant about cryptocurrency market in 22, won't waver institutional interest in digital assets. Digital asset industry is here to stay. Uh, and investors have a strong interest in crypto. That is mostly under 40. And that is where I think the big problem that the SEC and that Capitol Hill have, along with the major financial institutions, is that this particular demographic has started to realize what being uh, self-custodial of your own assets and money really means. And I think that is the big scenario that is shifted in the mindset of Americans that didn't exist just three short years ago. So a lot going on here. Uh, what we see is clients are absolutely interested in digital assets broadly. Survey also found 86% of the institutional players are adopting a buy and hold strategy. So the SEC may just be doing land grabs. Maybe that's all that this is. Or is this an orchestrated effort to take down crypto through these mechanisms of just slowly chipping away one little you know, peak at a time? Think about BlockFi, look at Gemini, look at what Coinbase did, had basically kind of got pushed out of their uh, earned program and now we get into staking is the next kind of domino to drop. Love to get your feedback and what you guys think. Make sure and drop a couple of comments over or um, uh, some questions over on the side. And we'll try to get to those. Okay, here we go. Lido uh, Dow governance token surges, obviously on Coinbase CEO's comments about uh, the SEC staking ban. This again, well, I think will uh, continue to push more interest in Lido along with others. Uh, and it surged around 11%, so just a quick one. Uh, we just did a big Rockapool Lido analysis on our Substack, so make sure and check it out. Just go to PBN3, number three, .substack. You'll find all of our free stuff over there, and it's also where our Diamond Circle stuff is as well. Here was some more information on this decentralized pool uh, protocol. It's unlikely it will have some compliance with securities rules and, and uh, the U.S. domicile central uh, entity like Coinbase. Uh, was kind of the play out here. You can kind of see some of the the potential charts here. But Coinbase has 11% and Kraken has 7% right now. This is on Lido. Should the SEC make a move, Armstrong says it might, would be a boon for Lido, allowing it to capture the market that Coinbase and other uh, U.S. providers now are stuck on. So remember, Coinbase, right there, big orange, Kraken, that big purple. Uh, if those go away, what does that look like? with the potential for Lido and Rockapool and others that are out there. Uh, Rockapool, very small amount right there. Uh, but interesting. Love to get your feedback on, on these for sure. Let's take a look at ETH right now. 
Uh, it has been sideways uh, for quite a bit. It's been in that zone uh, where we're doing some accumulation uh, within it. So we've been kind of watching this one very closely. Uh, but at the same time, we're also seeing kind of sideways uh, in terms of sentiment uh, data overall. Let's go over to the poll real quick, and then we'll take a couple of questions from you guys. Would a ban on crypto staking in the U.S. hurt adoption? 71% of you say yes. Yeah, I think you're right. And here's why. You know, you have the issue of this is another lure. It's another key component that makes crypto a bit different. And it also has been one of those things that acts in a way that combats inflation. And when you look at the problems that we've seen with getting interest payments on your only on your bank, outside of Robinhood, which is weird, Robinhood now paying like 4.15% on cash in your Robinhood account. And there's a handful of banks right now paying three and a half, even some up to four. That again is a change because of the interest scenario that we're dealing with right now in terms of raising interest rates through the Fed that is no longer that zero cost of money that we've been able to see over the last few years. So that has been the big uh, differentiator. So the next bull run will be the big question. It doesn't really affect how people come into the space, for sure. All right, so uh, are you gonna cover the SEC announcement live? I don't know that there will be an official announcement You know, other than it's probably gonna seep out through reporters uh, that are covering it, or possibly through a statement from Kraken is what I expect. Um, Boster, uh, sell everything and buy Tesla. Man, I'm thinking about selling my physical Tesla. I had a, a near-death experience with that thing last night. It was doing that that ghost stopping in the middle of the highway. It did that on me last night. Tesla freaked out and sent their teams out to look at my car. It was like some kind of experiment. Vincent Mandela, uh, any regulation is a step forward. I don't know if regulation on staking is a step forward because staking I don't think necessarily meets this. However, this again could all boil down to some rogue asset you know, that uh, Kraken is involved in. There's so many things that are not out in the open yet. The question is how this will be revealed. Uh, I can't believe Gensler still has a job. No kidding. After his uh, adjacency to FTX, yeah, there's so many bad actors in, in D.C. right now. Forty, I think it was 45% of Congress took money from FTX. Just think about that for a second, guys. Almost half of our political leaders took money from FTX. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, now that we know what's going on, you kind of understand what the pay-to-play scenario was uh, really coming out. The lawsuit is a smokescreen very close to the end. Uh, could be today. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, imagine uh, that they shock us and settle the XRP. <laughs> that would be freaking crazy. I would love that. Listen, I think we're going to win. I do. I think at the end of the day, uh, we win. And when I say we, meaning uh, the people of the world that are understanding what decentralized money means and really what decentralized assets in general mean for the future. Hey, listen, we're going to be dropping an absolute PBN exclusive later today. You do not want to miss it. It could be some of the biggest news in the metaverse that is yet to happen. So be ready. Watch the YouTube channel for that. Also, if you're not in the Diamond Circle, get in now. We'll leave a link below. If you guys want to reach me, it is out there on Twitter, at Paul Barron. We'll catch you next time right here on TechPath. 